Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. To your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Yes. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, mm. oh, yes. Yes. And all he's done for me. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, when my enemies came against me, I would have stumbled and fell. But the Lord, hallelujah. I believe all of us can say, but the Lord. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it. Somebody say, he turned it. Oh, yes. Yes. All right, our, our scripture from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, verses 2 and 3. And then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on the tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. Whew. That's why you can bless the Lord. And you don't wait until the battle is over. I said, you don't wait until the battle is over. You're in the midst of the battle. It might seem like the enemy is winning. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. And it will certainly come. It will certainly come and will not delay. I want to use for a thought this morning, don't settle for less. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't settle for less. God has promised you some things. Don't settle. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word and the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. And thank you, Lord, for what your word will accomplish in our lives. We trust you. 
we look to you. We bless your name in the midst of what we may be going through today. We give you glory now. Be glorified in us. It's in Jesus' name. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I may minister your word according uh, to your anointing, Lord God. For your anointing destroys yokes. Your anointing removes burdens. Have your way in this place. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't settle. Don't settle for less. We've uh, visited this book, I think, Minister Stevens preached from here some time ago. And we visited this book several times. Uh, this is an interesting book, an interesting message uh, to the body of Christ today, even though it spoke to a time and days gone by, Israelites in the Jewish history, as Habakkuk complains to the Lord about the situation that's going on uh, in, in the nation of Judah with the violence and the evilness and the injustices. I heard as Jonathan was praying, he said, God is a God of justice. God makes things right. Sometimes when we're going through, it doesn't seem like God is a God of justice. And people have their different perspectives, and de depending on the severity of a situation, sometimes it's easy to look from the outside to the inside and tell a person what they must do or what they should do. But when you're going through, you have to come to that place in your own life where you know that God is in control. Yeah, and that God is a God of justice. And that God is a God of his word. That he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. But Habakkuk complains to the Lord and you know, this speaks to a lot of people who say you shouldn't question God. And of course, you can question God. He's big enough for you to ask him questions. You don't disrespect him, uh, but you can question God. Habakkuk complains to the Lord because it seems as if God is not seeing what's going on in the nation. It seems that God is not paying attention to the violence and to the injustice and to the wrongdoings. Uh, that's happening uh, in the nation uh, at the hands of wicked people, wicked Jews um, causing their own people to suffer. Uh, yeah. Um, and what we pick up today in the text is God's answer to Habakkuk. Yeah. God said, bear with me just for a bit as I, as I walk through this uh, this morning. Um, yeah. Because God God has chosen, God lets Habakkuk know that, that he sees the situation and that he's going to deal with the situation, but, but God has chosen the Chaldeans as a means of punishment for the Jews. Now, the Chaldeans are wicked, wicked, wicked nation. They they are a materialist, a military, a military, anyway, <laughs> a militaristic nation. Yeah, and uh, they, 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 uh, they're just evil. Violence seems to be rooted in their culture uh, because their economy was propelled by the spoils of war. Whenever I think about read about these folk, I, I think about, well, a lot of, a lot of nations, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how evil Russia is, and we won't talk about how evil the United States has been <laughs> through our history, you know, and people, people, you know, uh, as I was reading in the devotion, they talked about how the Chaldeans' economy was propelled by the spoils of war. Well, every economy has been propelled by the spoils of war. If it had not been for slavery, 
uh, you know, the United States would not have had the foundation that it had and many people with the riches that they have. And so our nation went in and they took advantage of other nations. You know, you just read the history uh, of our dealings with other countries, you know. Uh, you know, during the Cold War, Liberia was a strategic nation uh, for the United States. But after the Cold War, Liberia was no longer strategic, so the United States basically pulled out and, and no longer used that country. But whenever oil is discovered in any of these countries, then now our country is suddenly interested in, in the nations. West African nations, Nigeria, Gambia, all of these nations where oil has been discovered, even Liberia now, the United States, not necessarily the government, but, but, but the, the, the people in business who, who, who push, uh, who fund the government, you know. You know uh, when we think about these things and, and people say, well, my vote doesn't count and I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. Well, you kind of feed into everybody who said that they're not going to vote. They, they, they kind of undergird the, the situation in the economy where uh, those people in power can do what they want to do because you decide to disengage. Uh, I heard a young man on the news the other day say that the politicians are not concerned about him and he's not going to vote until the politicians are concerned about him. Well, that's foolish. That, that's just a foolish uh, deduction to make because you live in the United States of America and what happens in the economy affects you, so you really need to vote. But, but, but when you look at the history of our country, you see how we have toppled governments for our own benefit. You know, uh, one, I think about the sugar uh, plantations in, in, in South America and when, when when companies and governments wouldn't agree to the capitalistic uh, leadings and, and leanings of, of the big businesses in the United States, they remove presidents, uh, you know, topple governments. And then we see it around the world. We see the United States hand um, uh, toppling government for our own benefit, for our own benefit. You know, so we've been wicked. The Chaldeans... The Chaldeans were a wicked nation, and, and, and Habakkuk couldn't understand why God would choose to use a wicked nation as a tool of punishment for his own people. But God can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, God, and God's, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. We, we look at things from a humanistic perspective, and uh, most of the time from that humanistic perspective, we're looking at it from our own individual perspective, how, how this thing affects me, what I'm going through, you know, not just the whole of human nature, but it tends to be very personal. And, and, and so we wonder why God doesn't change this thing for me when God may have a bigger plan. I guess what I'm saying is that sometimes we're looking at the tree and we're not looking at the forest and we don't see the bigger picture in what God is doing. And this is why it's so important for us to, to go into the word and to study the word and not just one scripture that applies to what I may be going through at this particular point in my life, but to really study the scriptures line upon line, precept upon precept, and to have a solid theology so that I can see things from a different perspective and hopefully hopefully get a bigger picture, get the big picture of what God is doing in the world. And I'm just one little individual in the world. And I know that what I'm going through is important, but, 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 but God has a greater concern than just me. Even though he's concerned about me, he has a greater concern than just me. My situation and what I'm going through, God may use to bless somebody else. Amen. He may just choose to use that to bless someone else. So that's always something bigger than, than, just, than just me. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways than, than our ways and his thoughts than, than our thoughts. And God's sovereignty and God's transcendence means that, 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 that we don't always understand the what 
the how and the why of God's doing. Our place is not to really fully understand, you know. I think about the scripture that said, now we look through a glass darkly, and now we look through a dark glass. And, uh, but there will come a day that, that we will see clearly as we are seen, because right now we don't see it all. So, so our place, our place in the midst of, of life, in the midst of what we may be going through in, in life, is to trust him and to wait can someone say wait? To wait for him to, to, to act or to direct us, amen, to actions in particular situations that we find ourselves in in life. Amen. Now, the message in Habakkuk um, uh, should be a message of hope. It really should be a message of hope. To, to all God-fearing people in the world. Amen. People who may be suffering at the hands of anybody or anything. Should be a message of hope. Should be a message of hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we should find hope as we look in Habakkuk. God says to him, God says to him in answer to the second complaint of Oh, God, God, what are you doing? God, why are you waiting? God, why are you not moving? God, why do you choose to do it this way? God, why are you letting suffering, why are you letting your people suffer? God, why, why is there so much violence in this world against innocent people? Why? I'm sure, you know, uh, during, during uh, whenever something happens, when a, when a police officer uh, uh, does something uh, to, to, to the black person is killed, and we start again because we tend to, we have these highs and lows, you know. <laughs> we get on fire when something happens, and then after a while, things kind of cool down, and we forget all about it. And then people begin to ask, oh, why are you allowing these things to continue to happen? Yeah, yeah. We, most of the time, we don't ask, we never ask, God, what must we do to change? <laughs> We don't ask God, what, what, how can we set order in our houses? We don't ask God, how can we raise our children better? We don't ask God, how can we, how, 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 how can we manage our money better so that, so that we can begin to establish wealth and pass wealth on to our children? We don't ask those questions. We ask God, why are you letting the white man do this to us? You know, this is kind of a skewed picture. And if we're not careful, we will buy into that picture. And we will talk about what society needs to do to help black people rather than black people asking, what do we need to do to help ourselves? Why are you sending your children to school and you didn't feed them? Why are you sending your children to school without taking, having them taking a bath in the morning? Why you got your boyfriend standing at your house when your young girl's in the house? Why? Why are you getting your food stamps and now you're you having a party for the whole neighborhood? Come on. There's some real issues that we have to deal with in our community. I tell you. It's a mess. We got a mess going on. And you don't want the church to talk about it because you say we're judgmental. Baby, I ain't trying to judge you. I'm trying to help you. Anyhow, Habakkuk. Glory to the name of Jesus. Let me go on and preach this message because that wasn't in the message this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. It should be a message of hope when we're looking at situations and we're wondering why God is not moving. And we see the answer that God gives to Habakkuk. God says, write down the vision. Write down the revelation. Now, now we have a written record right here that a lot of us won't pick up until we come to church on Sunday. 
But, but he says to Habakkuk in response to Habakkuk, now, I'm getting ready to do something, and I want you to write it down. I want you to write the revelation that I'm, the book of Habakkuk is the revelation that God gives to Habakkuk. Now, when God speaks to you, write the revelation down. Amen. Because God is going to fulfill the revelation that he has spoken. Amen. He is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should change. Repent means to change. Will change. Man will change on you, but God will not change. So what God said, God will do it. Amen. Some of us have lived long enough to know that what God has said, God will do it. Yeah. He said, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation is for an appointed time. It will speak. This is God. This is not Habakkuk. This is God speaking to Habakkuk, telling him, it will speak of the end. Now, 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 where you are right now and the end, two different things. That space in the middle. I preached a message one time, making it through the middle. And you think about the middle passage that our people went through when they were brought over as slavery and how cruel that was. So sometimes you're, you're in the middle and it doesn't feel good in the middle, but you got, you got to press through the middle to get to the end. Amen? And if, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. If you left home this morning, thank God y'all made it to the house of the Lord. But if, you're, if you had left home this morning and your car was on empty, registering your tank on empty, and you ran out of gas halfway here, then you, did, you wouldn't have made it to the house of the Lord at the appointed time. But what did you do? You made sure you had enough gas. I don't know where this, I know where it's coming from, but the Lord just reminded me of the, the virgins. Five were five, five were wise, five were foolish. And there are a lot of Christians that are foolish. There are a lot of church-going people who are just foolish. They don't think about the time in between when you're trying to get to the end. You got to have enough gas. <laughs> and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about that 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 uh, gas you buy from the gas station. I'm talking about the strength of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got to have the power of the Holy Ghost to make it to the end. You know, and many times I look at, I, I know this is a judgmental statement, but forgive me for being judgmental, but I'm a pastor, so I see things. Now pay attention to people and how people don't take this word seriously. You know, anyway, you got to have gas to make it. You know, sometimes people, when they're going through, then they start praying. Then they start reading about. But what about when you're not going through? What about when things are going well? You know, you never, an army never trains its soldiers in the midst of war. You train your soldiers during peacetime. You don't train them when you send them to the battlefield. You train them before they go to the battlefield. So, when the Lord provides you the opportunity to sit under the teaching of the word of the Lord, you know, this ministry has been established for 20, how many years? 25 years, some of us have been here. And we've had school of ministry, we've had Bible study, we've had all different things for people to learn. And a lot of times, it seems like some people just don't take the teaching and the learning opportunities seriously. And it's not just this, this way in TOP. It's this way in every church. 
We like the exciting stuff, you know. We, we like the prophetic. We want somebody to come in and prophesy to us. We would love that. We forget that this is the prophetic word right here. We forget that God has already prophesied to us if we just take it. But we want, we want something. We want a quick fix. I got to go back to this message. We want a quick fix. So we want that which is excited. And, you know, we want people falling out on the floor, and, you know, and people running around the sanctuary and the music going fast and all of this hype. What you need is the solid food of the word of God that will help you make it through the difficult times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I see people who, who, who sit under the teaching or, or come to church on Sunday and somebody's mind is somewhere else right now. But I see other people who have their Bibles open, who have their notebooks, and I see them taking notes, and I see them paying attention, and I see people saying, well, I'm looking at the replay. I couldn't, I couldn't be in the Bible study, but I'm watching the replay because there is something that they know that they need in order to make it through life. They need, they need this fuel to make it in this middle time. There is a vision that God has spoken but it's going to speak in the end. God, it has an appointed time. It says, though it linger, though it linger, do what? Wait. Though it linger, do what? Wait. Though it linger, do what? Wait. We don't like waiting. We don't like waiting. When we go to the grocery store, we look for the shortest line. That's okay. We don't like waiting. I do the same thing. Go to, go to the gas station. You know, I like to go to Sam's Club because that gas tends to be the cheapest. But sometimes those lines are long. I look for the shortest line. And depending on how much gas I have, sometimes I'll leave and come back later. We don't like to wait. We have microwaves because we don't like to wait. We buy TV dinners. We don't like to wait. wait. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come, and he says it will not delay. So when the time comes, <laughs> there's a pastor in Liberia, he called me out. He sang this song a long time ago. He never, now he never, he never calls his name. Whenever he calls me and I say hello, he said, when the time come. <laughs> because he sang this song in a service when I first met him, and I forgot the rest of the words. He said, when the time comes, something, something, something. So now, when he, yeah, when the time comes. Tell yourself, the time is coming. It's coming. I'm in this waiting period and it's uncomfortable, but the time is coming. Now, now, although this speaks to a specific situation, hallelujah, amen, in history, and to a specific people, amen, uh, we can find hope in this message given to Habakkuk. He's told, write the vision. Plainly, write the revelation plainly so that the herald who has a task of running with it can run. For the revelation is for an appointed time. Yeah. So we can take this truth of Scripture and we can apply it to our lives in a different way. Just as God promised Habakkuk that the vision would come to pass at the appointed time and he should wait for it, there are things that are ours as heirs of God and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. They belong to us. But we must wait to receive them. Don't settle for less than what God promised. 
Don't settle for less than what God has promised. Yeah. The thing may tarry, but wait for it. Mm. Yeah. That prophetic word that you received over your life, wait for it. Don't settle for less. Though it tarry, it shall come to pass. Those dreams that God placed in you about your future, though they tarry, wait for them. They will come to pass. Don't settle for less. To settle means that you give up. Yeah. When you settle, you give up. You stop trying. And then you you compromise. You you find an alternative. Well, yeah. You, 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 it's like, I thought about this this morning. You, you shoot for the sun, and you didn't hit the sun, so you settle for the moon. But God told you the sun. So then the moon is not an option. Uh, is anybody following me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't, don't, don't settle. Don't settle for less. You, it, when, you, when you settle, it means that you've, you've given up on that hope, that dream. You, you, you've, you've uh, oh, Lord have mercy. You settled on the other side of the Jordan. You didn't enter the promised land. Even though the other side was okay, but you didn't enter the promised land. You compromised. You look for an alternative. We settle for less because of unbelief or impatience. Yeah, we, we, we get tired. We get antsy. Things are not going right, you know. Mm. Things are not happening fast enough. Yeah, there may be some other extenuating circumstances, but but settling means that, that you gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you say you settle because of unbelief or because of impatience. Unbelief because you you don't have faith in God or or in God's ability to do what he said he would do. Now, you may say I'm judging you again, but that's okay. Say what you want to say. Just accept the word this morning. Because whenever you settle for less than what God has said, that means you don't believe that God can do what he said he was going to do. Mm. Or impatience. You get impatient. Because you've not yet disciplined or we've not disciplined ourselves to learn how to wait. That's a big problem with us. It's probably going to be a bigger problem to, to younger generations because they didn't have to go to the spring and get water. They just turned the tap on. <laughs> uh, yeah. They didn't have to wait for for, 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 for the things that, you know, that we had to wait for because things happen so fast. And we're always giving our children so much. And it's okay, but sometimes we don't teach them to, to wait. So they, beget, they become impatient. Anybody have any impatient children? I'm not talking to anybody this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or we either don't know or we forget that God does not operate in our time or according to our time frame. <coughs> Excuse me. To settle, to settle means that we give up. 
because we don't see like Abraham. God said, you're going to have a son by Sarah. But Abraham and Sarah did not see after they waited for a long time. First of all, they were old and they just didn't see that what God said was going to happen was possible. Mm. But just because we can't see it doesn't mean that God can't do it. So we get like Abraham who looked for an alternative. Or Sarah looked for it for him. Wives, be careful what you give your husbands. <laughs> what you say to your husbands. <laughs> Whew. Lord have mercy. She said, take my handmaiden. Take my maid. That wouldn't happen today. <laughs> no, 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 no. You talking about war in a house. Woo! <laughs> Yes, Lord, God help us today. Hmm. So they sought an alternative and they got Ishmael. Yeah, but God's promise was not through Ishmael. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, God's promise was through Isaac. When you choose an alternative and it's not a part of God's will is going to bring confusion. It's going to bring friction. It's going to bring frustration. But when you wait for your Isaac, tell your neighbor, wait for your Isaac. Yeah. When you wait for the promised one, hallelujah, the blessings will manifest. Yeah, I tell you today, your Isaac is on the way. I said your Isaac is on the way. Don't settle. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God gives strength to the weary. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Increases the power of the weak. My goodness. When you think you're going through and you feel like you can't make it, that's when God steps in. Don't ever think God has forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. God sees your situation. Hallelujah. I think about the Israelites. 40 years they were in the wilderness, but their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't get too small. That's the kind of God we serve. Wait. Somebody say wait. Yeah, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. There is never a time that we should settle. Wait on God. Hallelujah. Because they who wait, those who wait on God shall renew their strength. The Lord said the vision might tarry, but it will come to pass. Wait for it. Don't settle, glory to the Lord, for less. Hallelujah. Don't settle for less. Yeah, it might take a long time. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, when you start reading this book and, and you're looking at the situation, Habakkuk even asked the Lord, how long? How long, Lord, must, must I call for help? But you don't listen. Have you ever felt, ever felt like God didn't listen? He's not hearing. He's not seeing. Oh, my goodness. How long shall I cry out to you? Violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look? at injustice. Why do you tolerate wrongdoing, destruction and violence? Glory to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Or oh, before me, there is strife and conflict abounds. How long? How long? How long? God said, wait. God says, I got a plan, Habakkuk. I see what you don't see. Who I know what you don't know. Wait. Just don't settle. If, 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 if Ruth had settled, she never would have met Boaz. The Lord is talking to somebody this morning. Mm, Lord have mercy. If Esther had settled, hallelujah, hallelujah, 
She would not have been the one, the vessel through which a people were saved. If Joseph had settled, glory to the name of Jesus, uh, he never would have become second in command uh, of the whole nation of Egypt. Don't settle. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't settle. If Peter had settled, he never would have walked on water. Somebody needs to walk on water today. Everybody else is in the boat. Everybody else is afraid. But you said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. If Jesus, if Jesus had settled, oh, my goodness. He would have aborted his mission in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he was there praying and, 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 and sweat was dropping off of him like, like drops of blood. And he said, God, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, I will not settle. I will not settle. Somebody needs to say, nevertheless. Whew. Jesus didn't settle. He submitted to God. He died on the cross. To take away the sins of humanity. He hung there on that cross suspended between heaven and earth. Nails driven in his hands and nails driven in his feet. With a crown of thorns on his head. But he didn't settle. They put him in the grave. Satan thought he had won. You might be at a point where the devil thinks he's won in your life. Lord have mercy. It seems like everything is dead. It seems like all hope is lost. Sunday morning is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Just don't settle. Somebody shout, don't settle. Jesus got up from the grave with all power in his hands. He disarmed principalities, and this, this, is, this is what you got to remember. Whew. He disarmed principalities and powers and made an open spectacle of them. So everything that the devil throws against you, the Lord has already disarmed them. Satan is just, a, just like a roaring lion. That's all he is. Now, now get your perspective right because you are victorious. Don't settle. The devil wants you to give up. Yeah. But, but, but he's already been disarmed. God has rescued us from the powers of darkness. God has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. All because Jesus didn't settle. So saints of God, don't settle for less than what God has for you. Whatever it is that you're hoping for, whatever it is that you're waiting on, whatever it is God has promised, hold on and wait on God. Your Isaac is on the way. Your Boaz is on the way. Just don't settle. Your miracle, your breakthrough is on the way. Just don't settle. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. God is faithful. Just don't Settle for less than what God has promised you. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you. But the revelation waits for an appointed time. It will speak. It shall not lie. You are God of your word. What we're going through, what we must endure in the meantime while we wait, you are our strength. You are our hope. You are our joy. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pray that the message has has blessed you today in some way.
that you've been helped and encouraged in your walk with the Lord. Now, there may be those who don't know Jesus as Savior and Lord. When we preach messages like this of encouragement, it's a message to the saints, but it can become a message of encouragement to you if you give your life to Jesus. Christ died on the cross for your sins. Because you are eternally separated from God. There's no way for you to be pleasing in the sight of God. Because there is no alternative. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. That name is Jesus. That's God. He's God's provision for our salvation, to reconcile us to him. Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross, shed his blood to satisfy the righteous requirement of God's law that says the soul that sins shall surely die. Die physically and spiritually. Spiritually, spiritual death is eternal separation from God. There's no alternative. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, this is your opportunity. I'm asking you to accept God's provision for your salvation. Now, you have to make up your mind. I can't force you. I can only present the request. But if you believe, if you know that you're separated from God because you've never given your life to Jesus, the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you today, I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. If there's anybody in the sanctuary, we want you to come down front. If there's anybody watching us online, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, giving your life so that I can be saved. Thank you for satisfying God's law on my behalf. Lord Jesus, I believe. that you did that for me. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Save me from my sin. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. If you pray that prayer, the Bible teaches us that as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. So if you prayed that prayer today, the Lord heard your prayer. The Lord has received you. Now, you're like a newborn baby. That means you need some nurturing. You need some help. You need that's a whole lot more you need to know. Write to us and let us know that you made the decision so that we can follow up with you. You can put a comment in the comment section or you can go to our website. There's a response a section on our website, topraise.org. If you write to us, we will follow up with you. And we will help you from this point forward to start growing in the Lord. Point you to a church, a Bible-believing church, where you can be nurtured, you can be fed and where you can grow in the Lord. So thank you so much. Thank you all so much for being here. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for your word today. 
Thank you, Lord, for being the all-wise and all-knowing God. Thank you, Father, that there is nothing that's hidden from your eyes. I pray for this congregation today. Everybody, every situation, I intercede for right now. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that in the midst of what we are going through in our lives, you remain faithful. You watch over your word to perform your word. So Lord, thank you that what you said, you will do. Help us, God, with the patience and fortitude to wait for you to bring your word to pass in our lives. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for financial breakthroughs. Thank you, God, for peace in our homes, peace in our families, reconciliation of broken relationships. Thank you, Father, for vision for for the future. Thank you, God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.